Hello, this is Steve Bailey. Happy to welcome you to episode four of Laughing Gas, a Charlie Chaplin podcast. Okay, I took a couple of detours in our last two episodes, but I'd like to get back to doing Charlie Chaplin's filmography in chronological order. So let me go back to 1914 and do a couple of his entries. First off, Mabel's Strange Predicament. This is strange indeed, because Mabel Norman gets her name in the title, and yet Charlie Chaplin walks off with the film. Chaplin provides what might be called punctuation to this movie's comic conceit, but what grand punctuation. The movie begins with Charlie trying and failing miserably to flirt with M Mabel in a hotel lobby while she is walking her dog. After Charlie gets snubbed by Mabel and several other women, he spends the rest of the evening getting drunk. Meanwhile, Mabel has gone to her room, gotten into her pajamas, and is playing fetch with her dog. The ball bounces out into the hallway. Mabel quickly tries to retrieve it, but ends up locked out of her room. Chaplin happens upon Mabel in her scandalous state, a woman in her PJs, outside of her room, shocking, at least in 1914, and never was lust more hilariously conveyed. Chaplin flits in and out for the rest of this one-reeler, but whenever he appears, he makes it clear that Mabel is carnal manna sent to heaven just from him, just for him. Harpo Marx couldn't have done it better. The rest of the movie is the broad farce you would expect. Mabel hides under the bed of a nearby lodger. She's found, and the lodger is accused of sleeping with her, etc. But every time Chaplin comes upon the scene, we forget the whole contrivances and wait to see Charlie's next reaction. It's the kind of delight the one-reeler was invented for. Superb. Now, on to what I consider one of his lesser entries, although it's uh, made quite a bit of history in the last few years, a thief catcher. Now, Chaplin had always claimed to be to have played a cop in a Keystone comedy, but it took 96 years for the evidence to show up. A long-forgotten print of a thief catcher, indeed featuring Charlie as a policeman, turned up at an antique sale in Michigan, of all places, and was subsequently re-premiered at the 46th Annual Cinecon Classic Film Festival in Hollywood during Labor Day weekend 2010. It would be nice to report that this is one of the great lost movies that has been found, but I, was, I have to say that it's one of those great lost movies that remained great as long as it was lost. Ford Sterling plays a man who's out walking with his dog and happens to see, at a distance, three thieves, uh, two of whom are fighting mightily with one of them, who uh, I guess doesn't want to split up their, their catch with them. And so they knock him off of a cliffside. Well, Ford happens to have a camera, a box camera with him at the time, takes a picture of this, and then, unfortunately, he also has his dog with him, and the dog starts making a ruckus. The, thief hears the, the thieves hear the dog, and they put two and two together and go chasing after Ford to try to get the camera and probably do some bodily harm to him. And that's pretty much what the movie is all about. Uh, <clears throat> 
Ford gesticulates wildly, uh, which is one problem that I have with the early Keystone style. They can't just present a situation and assume that the audience will pick up on it. They have to have the actors reiterate the, the same scenario over and over in pantomime so that we'll get the point. <clears throat> and that's just what he does. Ford points all over the place. Every time a, a thief is outside a door, he points to the door and he uh, pantomimes a, a gun to his head with his fingers. And it just goes on and on and on. If you cut out all the extra mugging that Ford Sterling does in this movie, this movie would have run five minutes instead of ten. Now, as far as Chaplin is concerned, he plays a cop who is uh, working with his fellow cop. At one point, Ford has hidden himself in an old shed, and the thieves are, have found him out and are trying to get in. And Chaplin comes up in a cop outfit. It's been established that he's apparently a, he's their cop. He and this partner of his are working alone outside of the Keystone Cops because the movie opens with an expository shot of the Keystone Cops at their office. And then they arrive to save the day later, and Chaplin is nowhere to be found. Chaplin shows up about seven minutes into this 10-minute movie with his partner, sees these guys acting suspiciously, and starts to you know, inquire what they're doing. And, of course, he, from their panel, you get the idea. They're saying, oh, we're, we're just staying here talking, no big deal. So Ford is locked, hiding himself in the shed. He doesn't know Chaplin, the cop, is out there. Chaplin opens up the door slightly to see what's going on behind the door. Uh, Ford hits him with a broom and uh, doesn't knock him out, but definitely makes him a daze. And so Chaplin stumbles out of the shed and off the screen. So at that point, it looks as though the only uh, person who could have saved Ford is, has been knocked out by Ford's own incompetence. Uh, the deus ex machina, I think that's how it's pronounced, is that uh, Ford's dog makes a reappearance by digging under the shed. And Ford gets the brilliant idea of writing a note, attaching it to the dog's collar and sending him off. And wouldn't you know it, the dog knows exactly where to go. He goes to the Keystone Cops office, and they come roaring in and saving the day at the end. And the movie somehow or another ends up with both Ford and Charlie getting knocked out, and that's their big boffo finale. Now, I realize <laughs> that it was a big historical deal to find a Chaplin film that we didn't even know existed. It's just a pity that it couldn't have been a funnier one. Uh, even as a Keystone cop, I mean, he made Chaplin made various uh, cameo appearances, such as the the knockout with Fatty Arbuckle, where he played uh, referee in a boxing match. So there are movies that he wasn't the star of that he just appeared in, but he made he had such a magnetic presence that it, even if he wasn't the star, he made it funny. This isn't one of those. <laughs> so if you want to seek it out, and as well as Mabel's Strange Predicament. As I always say, I can't categorically state it, but if you look hard enough, you should be able to find these two movies online for free viewing, and you can judge for yourself. So that's it for this segment. Let me mention a couple of other things. Uh, I can be found on Facebook at the web at the page called Another Charlie Chaplin Facebook page. So I hope you will join me there, and uh, I can keep you updated about this podcast there. Also, if this is your first time listening, welcome. I hope you'll hit the subscribe button. We have plenty more episodes to go. Uh, I can be reached if you would like to email me and let me know what you think about the podcast. I can be reached at laughinggaspodcast at outlook.com. And lastly, I would like to plug a couple of other podcasts that I've already already done because I'm such a podcastaholic. I have completed one for Laurel and Hardy's filmography. And that is titled Hard Boiled Eggs and Nuts, a Laurel and Hardy podcast. 
And in addition to this Chaplin podcast, I am also currently doing a podcast on the early Popeye cartoons that were produced by the Fleischer brothers. If you would like to check that out, look it up on, at Anchor under Blow Me Down, a Fleischer Popeye podcast. In any case, I hope you will subscribe to all these and enjoy them. Hope you have enjoyed what you've listened to so far. And until next time, this is Steve Bailey saying goodbye.